Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. The reading this morning is from Isaiah, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 through 10. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, that a spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy, with justice He will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither destroy nor harm on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. And if you will rise to join with me, if you can, to the reading of the gospel, Matthew 3, verses 1 through 12. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of of heaven has come near. This is he who is spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath, produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize with the water for repentance, 
But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. He will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. You may be seated. So, it just so happens that uh, there was a pastor who was out making some pastoral calls, uh, visiting some members on a particular day. He approached a house one afternoon uh, up the beautiful staircase beside the rocking chairs on the porch and proceeded to knock on the front door. He waited just a little bit, realizing that this person might not be home. He, he pulled out one of his business cards and, and he proceeded to write a scripture passage on the back of it. You see, he wrote Revelation 3.20 and placed the card in the door for this person. Well, that Sunday as he was giving his message, he realized that that particular person was sitting in the back row of church that particular Sunday, and he couldn't wait to have a conversation with them. The ushers collected the offering that particular Sunday, and uh, as the offering was brought forward, the pastor took the offering basket and proceeded to walk up to the altar as I just did, and he noticed there was a business card in the offering plate. So he took it out, and he went back to his seat after the offering. And, uh, of course, the pastor quickly realized that, that the card was the one that he left at the person's house. You know, the one that he wrote on their Re- Revelation 3.20. But he recognized not only that scripture, but he recognized that there was something else that was written on the card, and actually it was added. It said Genesis 3.10. Now, he knew Revelation 3.20 begins with, Here I am, I stand at the door and knock. But he was curious about Genesis 3.10. So he sat in his chair, opened up his Bible, and he started laughing out loud when he read, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. (laughs) So I hid. (laughs) I'm going to encourage you to have your bulletins handy so that you can jot down some notes. Probably not about that story. Uh, But jot down some notes so that when the Spirit speaks to you this morning, you will be uh, receptive to that, that you will write those notes down so that you will not forget them. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we have come striving to hear your word, to hear your message for us today. And so, God, as we uh, enter into this second Sunday of Advent, God, may your message to prepare the way speak differently to our hearts today. May the words that I speak no longer be my own. May this message be your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So let me remind you again that, uh, that Advent is this season of expectation, of anticipation. And so as we continue along in our Advent series, Prepare the Way, I want to ask you that question that I asked you last week. Uh, and I didn't get a whole lot of response last week, so I'm asking it again. 
So maybe we'll ask it again next week too. We'll see. We'll see how you do this morning. Uh, so for all of you here, I mean, if you wanted to drop that in the worship conversations of the app or the, uh, the chat in the Facebook live video, as well as all of you who are worshiping online, uh, if you're not connected with all of that stuff, then maybe around tables, you can have that conversation. Uh, so the question that I want to ask you again is, what are you expecting this Advent Christmas season? What do you hope for? Not something that, that you know is coming, but what are you hoping for this season? Now, maybe you just weren't sure how to respond last week, and so I hope that maybe you've had some time to think about it over this past week, and you're ready to respond today. What are you expecting this, year's, or this year? And so respond in any way that you can here this morning. All right, so last week we began to prepare our way this year. We began talking about preparing a way for the end. Now, this might be the end of the world as we know it, or it might just be our individual end. We, We talked about how we don't know the day or the hour, but that we need to be prepared at all times. At all times. Truthfully, if today was your last day on earth, would you live differently? Don't, you don't have to answer that out loud. <laughs> but responses sometimes tell me, oh, okay. Uh, if this was your last day on earth, would you live differently? And if your answer is yes, I wonder why. What would you change? What would you do differently? Think about that for a moment. And why not do that right now? If there's a change that you were thinking, you know, yeah, I would live differently. I'd do something a little different. i do this or i do that. Why not do that now? After all, tomorrow is not promised, but we do have today. We do have right now. Are you prepared for the end? Well, as we continue to prepare the way for Jesus during this season of Advent, we prepare the way for transformation. This is the mission of Journey of Hope, to make disciples of Jesus for the transformation of the world. Our vision is how we plan on doing that as a church. Journey of Hope offers a space of belonging where all are welcome, and I do mean all are welcome. No one is beyond the grace and love of God. Therefore, no one is excluded from this family. No one. I think Lilo said it best, uh, and I actually got a little clip. So if you want to show that little clip of, uh, of Lilo here. Look at him, Lilo. He's obviously mutated from something else. We have to take him back. He was an orphan and we adopted him. What about Ohana? He hasn't been here that long. Neither have I. Dad said Ohana means family. Ohana means family. Family means nobody nobody gets gets left left behind. Or? Or forgotten. I know, I know. I hate it when you use Ohana against me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, you can sleep right next to me. (sighs) Ohana means family. And family means No one gets left behind or forgotten. Everyone is welcome here. 
in this family. Journey of Hope is also a place where we can be challenged. We can be encouraged and taught about changing our lives. This is a transformation that we talk about. This is where we grow in our faith, becoming more Christ-like every day. And finally, Journey of Hope is a place where we are encouraged to share our stories, our witness, and our testimony. Following our transformation, it is only natural to want to share that experience with others. We want to share our transformation so that others may experience the same thing. And so let's see what our scripture passage tells us about transformation today. Isaiah gives us yet another prophecy with some strange imagery. And so first, I think we need to notice the beginning of chapter 11 is all about growth from a tree. You've got the the verse up there. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. Is this in addition to the rest of the tree that's already been growing for some, some time? Is this just one more branch in the midst of scores of other branches? Actually, it's not. We need to be aware that chapter 10 is full of imagery of a forest being cut down. Maybe a vision of a field of tree stumps as far as the eye can see. But then 11 begins this way by telling us that a new shoot will come from the stump of Jesse. In a barren land, new life will begin. Transformation will begin. And part of that transformation will be this other vision of lions and lambs, leopards and goats, cows and bears, natural enemies all living together. What are we to make sense of this vision? Maybe maybe this is to remind us of something in our past. But what? I wonder if this reminds you of what creation was like at the very beginning. You know, before the fall, before Adam and Eve ate from that forbidden tree, all was harmony, all was peace. But I think we need to go beyond this vision from Isaiah, because Isaiah does actually go beyond the garden. So if you remember, all creation was given to humankind to subdue it. This means that in order for humanity to survive, certain things needed to die. It's the circle of life, Right? But here we find lions lying down with the lambs. The lion will eat straw like the ox and no one will harm or destroy. All will live in peace. This truly is a view of what we talked about last week. The end of the world as we know it. It is the transformation of the world. One that is filled with peace and justice. But how do we get there? It seems as though we might be, it might be out of our reach. What can we do to get closer to this peace? Especially if this is what we desire. I'll give you a hint. It does have something to do with transformation. And I think that's where our message from Matthew comes into play. John the Baptist re-enters the scene. We should remember him from the Gospel of Luke where we find his mom, you know, Elizabeth and Jesus' mother Mary getting together. And when Mary got close, Elizabeth's baby jumped in her womb. This is John. Even from the very beginning, actually before he was even born, he was already excited about Jesus. His message, 
as he was preparing the way, was pretty straightforward. And he was dressed a little strange, too. Camel hair and a leather belt, that's it. What a sight that must have been. Let alone dipping wild locusts in honey. Not sure if he was dipping those, but it's a good visual. Anyway, here's his message, and you've got that verse for me on the screen here. That's a strange, that's not uh, the Matthew verse. That, uh, <laughs> oh, I probably gave you the wrong one. All right, so here's, here's the Matthew passage. It says, uh, John the Baptist's message for them was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He didn't hold back. He told it like it is, which is probably why he was preaching in the wilderness The message that he was bringing was one that challenged a lot of the church leaders. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were immediately called out when they showed up to hear what John was saying. You remember as Mary shared, what did he call them? You brood of vipers. Brood of vipers. What a wonderful phrase. However, sometimes I think we need to hear this. We need someone challenging us when we stray from our path. Do you have a person like that in your life? Do you have someone in your life that can just tell you like it is? That gives those words to you? Some of you may be sitting right next to that person this morning. They can tell you just what you need to hear, even if you don't want to hear it. We all need a John the Baptist in our lives. If you think about it for a minute, could you come up with a few names? Would you be brave enough to share some of those names. Of course, I must say that if your name comes up, like if somebody all of a sudden just pops a message up on the Facebook chat and tells us a name or two, I got to tell you that uh, you probably shouldn't feel that that's a bad thing. Think of it as a compliment and confirmation of God speaking through you at times. These challenging words help us to discern God's will for our life. We're encouraged to change our path, to correct our bad behavior, and follow God's calling on our life. This is preparing for the transformation which comes through baptism. John is baptizing with water, and he tells us that there is one greater who is coming to baptize with the Holy Spirit. He's referring to the Spirit of God, the the breath of God. And we hear about this in Genesis as the breath of God is hovering over the waters. It actually is the Hebrew word ruach. Ruach. Breath equals life. Breath equals wind or power. Breath equals creation. As in God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. We breathe in God's Spirit and become a new creation. The old is gone, and we have been transformed. Have you breathed in that life? Have you breathed that in God's breath, Ruach? We're going to celebrate communion here. And as we come forward to celebrate communion, I encourage you as you come forward to to take the elements and as you take the elements to breathe in 
the Spirit of God and then partake of those elements. Receive that new life that God offers to us, that transformed life. I'm going to encourage you to do that this morning. May we go forth from this place knowing that God calls us not to remain who we are, but to be transformed, to be more Christ-like each and every day. He calls us to study, to read, to, to learn and grow, not only in that way, but many other ways in our lives. So may we truly go knowing that we can be transformed, that we can be a little more like Jesus each and every day. And may all, we also go knowing that the love of God The grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with us, and it goes with us always. Amen.